Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So Richard Simmons has spoken out again. This is the second time in more than a decade. That's all he's ever talked publicly since he's disappeared from sight. Um, and it has to do with an unauthorized biopic that he clearly does not like. Right. This is He's reacting to the project that Paulie Shore... Uh, which he, Paulie Shore came on this show and talked about wanting to do this. It's now gone beyond Paulie just wanting to do it. They've moved this project into development. They're going forward with a biopic about Richard Simmons with Paulie Shore starring. Um, and Richard does not want this thing to happen. Um, and made that clear once the news came out that they were uh, developing Paulie's film. This is what Richard had to say about it. Uh, he said, you may have heard they may be doing a movie about me with Paulie Shore. I have never given my permission for this movie, so don't believe everything you read. I have never given my permission for this movie. That is as much as saying, I'm really pissed off you're doing this. I made it clear I didn't want it. I have never given my permission for this movie. Permission and is a big word for him. And we, we should be clear, like we know that Paulie Shore and his people reached out to Richard Right. I think Paulie actually called him personally. So and Richard did not Richard want it. And he he did not want to work on it. He didn't want it done. Now I want to show you the trailer that Paulie had shot. And there's something about the, should, this is a trailer for a short film, for which short is actually uh, debuting this weekend at the Sundance Film Festival and will eventually be available on YouTube. But this is the short film. What's in development now is a feature, uh, feature film, but this is what's, uh, what Paulie's already done. What's my first rule? Your weight doesn't matter. If you like yourself, you're gonna be fine. If I just love myself, every part of myself, and I think I can show you how to get here. Please welcome Richard. <laughs> So and the short film is the court jester. I don't know what the, the feature film will be called. But Richard clearly has seen that and is thinking, and okay, more to facing. come. The court jester is. I, I, look, we spent a lot of time. We did. We did a documentary, which you can see on Hulu now, called "What uh, TMZ Investigates: What Really Happened to Richard Simmons, Why He Has Gone Away." And by the way, we know that Richard saw the documentary and liked the documentary because it was accurate. The court jester, calling it that, is a trigger. Yeah, because that's a, that's a, a bad well, title. And I, and I don't know if that's what Richard is basing his uh, rejection of the feature film on, but I would understand it if that's what it is. He has talked about this before. And when we were doing our documentary, that he felt like people viewed him as a, a like the court jester right. because he was so out there. 
And he didn't like that because what Richard was really doing, even though you know it was all glitzy and, and, and all, what he was really doing was he was helping people. And the idea of doing, calling him the court jester, he always felt kind of diminished what he did and people didn't understand it. Yeah. So from the jump, he has problems with this. Yeah, and, and when Harvey, when I look at his statement, he says, I never gave permission for this movie. He doesn't say for any movie about my life. And I, I have to think that that's maybe a little bit pointed towards the nature of this film being called The Court Jester, having Pauly Shore that brings a certain tone to a movie. It may be the fact that he would trust his life rights to someone like, I don't know, John C. Riley, a sort of more serious so. biopic. I don't know that for I think a fact. It's about but, the privacy. Isn't yeah, it it's about the privacy. He's even his... talked about that. Right. He um, does not want a movie, period. He wants to retreat. And look, I mean, uh, watch the Hulu, our Hulu documentary, but there, there are two, re two main reasons for it. One, he's had physical problems. He's having big problems with his knees. He's had one knee replacement. And the second thing is, this guy... Tired of being on all the time. On all the time and, you know, helping people. He has helped so many people. It's exhausting because he's dealing with the most vulnerable people in crisis situations, and it took its toll on him. And that's why he just said, enough. So it's not that he wants somebody else. He doesn't want Steven Spielberg to do it. He just wants to retreat for the rest of his life, and he's made that clear. Hey, guys, this is Fred in Fremont, Nebraska. I'm really torn on this just because Richard was such an icon from my childhood, and I just thought it was always great to see him on Letterman all the time, and it did suck that sometimes he was the butt of the jokes, and so it'd be great to watch his film, but on the other hand, I also get why he'd want to be private and why he also wouldn't want anyone else to know who all like to sweat to the oldies behind closed doors. Yeah. I, I, by the way, we should be clear that although he is very... Richard says he does not want this made. He doesn't legally, they can go forward with right. it, and they are going forward. That's right. So he's voicing his, his opinion, but doesn't mean that they're not going to go yeah, forward. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That's absolutely true. Right. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, to Kanye West and uh, the apology. I guess you call it a tour now at this point, um, because you know that he issued a couple of weeks ago, issued an apology for the anti-Semitic rants, which kind of rang hollow for a lot of people. Well, they're insulting. I mean, right. putting that in Hebrew, it's insulting. And then doing it all in Hebrew. Well, there's more. Uh, we've learned that he is uh, putting together a video apology uh, and a very can long I, can, one. Can I just say, he did it. He, yeah. did, he did it two weeks ago. Right, it just has not come out. Right. Um, but uh, it's about 40 minutes long is what we're told uh, by people that, were, um, that have knowledge of this. And uh, as you might expect as well, it's pretty rambling, is what we're, we're heard. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were told that he, he literally, uh, for, for near 40 minutes, just sit and, and talked and addressed the camera and at times was rambling. I, I think, and look, this is likely going to come out before his Vultures album. We know it's supposed no, it's to come out. No, it's timed yeah. for that. Right, and, and look, and, 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 and Harvey, people, you know, the cynical people will say, hey, this is, uh, this is a ploy to, to try and sell more uh, records, and, and maybe it is that. I think this, this has a chance to be more effective. I think the, the Christmas apology, that, it, it was short and it was sweet. If, if this was a one-time incident where he made one comment, okay, fine, you apologize in a tweet. But I think Kanye has to explain this prolonged right. ideology that he's had. But how do you, how do you explain? Look, I, if, I don't if, know, if, if Kanye, look, I'm, what we're told is this is an apology. Now, is it, if I made you feel bad about what I said, I regret that? Is it, 
I have seen the light. I think and it's got to be I've seen the light, right? No, because no that, that, no, that, no that if I hurt your feelings, uh, I'm sorry. That, that doesn't work. Dude, if he says that on the heels of an album release, it looks ridiculous, right? I yeah. mean, it well, just it looks look, ridiculous. It, it looks, I mean, that's the problem. Attaching it to the album coming out just makes it right. immediately look like you're doing this purely for, P, for PR. Yeah. Uh, like, you got to put some distance between it if, if, you're, uh, you know, if you want people to take it seriously. Yeah, at the same time, so many fans have seemingly, and I, you know, it, kind of a lot of instances, sometimes I felt gross about it, but a lot of fans have seemed not to care about a lot of the things that he said. So, Well, a lot of fans, look, we have a documentary that's going to be coming up on Fox Network and Hulu on Kanye, and we get into this. And, and the reality is there are a lot of people who have who, separated the man's ideology, the things he says from his music. That's they, true. They've just been able to do that. That's they, true. But they choose to do that. There's something else. That there are a lot of people, and we will, you will hear this in the documentary, um, young people especially, Bill Maher talks about that in our documentary, um, who co-sign with what Kanye is saying. And, um, and so it's not like Kanye West is on this island. There is a lot of anti-Semitism out there, and it's growing. And there are a lot of people, and especially young people, who are embracing a lot of what Kanye says. And we, we get into that in the doc. But I agree with you. It's like to time it right on the heels of the album is you're so just, transparent. Right. You're just sending the message loud and clear that you just want to make sure that all those things I said before aren't going to damage, do damage to my, my sales of my, my new uh, record. Harvey, is there anything that he could say that, that would make... You believe him? It's, I gotta say. You gotta hear what he yeah, says. Yeah, you gotta How hear. How he says it. It's like if he has some kind of an epiphany, I, I, I don't know, but it's like this is not just one or two. It needs to be explained. But also, it's, right. been, it's been years he's been talking about this. Right. So it's not like, you know, oh my God, I misspoke or I was drunk and right. I did. Well, that's the thing. He's got to explain how he ended up feeling that way and thinking those things and explain why he doesn't feel that way anymore. I mean, if it's an apology, I would imagine it, you definitely have to have that second part. We will see. The first part would certainly help. We are just simply told it is really rambling. Hi, guys. Ian from Toronto here. And I got to say, I didn't buy the first apology. And from the sounds of it, I might not buy this next apology. But of course, we haven't heard it yet. I think he just throws like what I call insincere band-aids on things he said to hope it'll it'll go away and it's just creating more negative press and as you guys have already said there uh, there's a lot of people that obviously don't care one way or another what he says about this stuff so you know that's just the way life is these days so it, it, it's kind of a shame that's the way life is sounds like a Janet Jackson song <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> we, is that a Janet Jackson song? Um, that's it's the close way, to it uh, close. that's the way love goes well I was thinking of eh, close best enough. I could do close enough couple of titans of industry coming together in Malibu last night. Titans of industry? Yeah. That's an odd way of putting it. I would um, think it's Larry Ellison and uh, Bill Gates. Well, that's very misogynist of you. Um, okay, the Spanx, because, the, what's the Spanx woman's name again? Um, uh, Sarah Blakely. That's very misogynist of you not to remember that name. Well, I, first of all, I did remember <laughs> it. 
Okay, <laughs> you on the spot. Okay, okay. The titans of industry. <laughs> you are gonna tell me that Mariah Carey is not, we just ended Mariah's season. You're gonna tell me she's not an industry into herself around Christmas? Okay, okay. Not to mention her singing Down career. With it. Uh, and Kim Kardashian skims, since you brought up the other brand. <laughs> um, anyway, they came together last night in Malibu at, <laughs> at Nobu, of course. And that's, you know, look, that's Nobu is where, by the way. Did you know they were friends? I did. Yes. I did not know Yes, that. I did, because I did know they were friends. They've actually, they did like uh, TikTok things together. Yeah, you guys, their, their daughters are around the same age. So, of course, they're going to be friends. You know, mom friends make other mom friends. So, therefore, you know, when your daughters have play dates, they're able to talk about things and go out to dinner. And we should mention, at the dinner table, the two girls were sitting there with them. So, they were at dinner at Nobu with their daughters. They were. So, at this was basically, they were mapping out their next 10 TikToks, right? Exactly. I mean, that one went viral when both of the daughters were in it, and then Kim and Mariah came in on the side. So yeah, this is this is just moguls, mogul moms. You know, it's kind of cool to see or them. Or you might say titans of industry, right? Yeah. I, mm -hmm. Exactly. But I'm not. I'm not shading them. I'm just saying I don't think of them as tight. Well, I, I think of I show think business of is an industry. Okay, fair. All right. Okay, speaking of trends, though, Kim Kardashian actually hopped on the trend that's going around right now about, like, you say, like, hi, I'm Kim Kardashian, and of course I would do this, kind of poking fun at herself, and it was actually really funny uh, because a lot of the things that she was saying was very vain. <laughs> we have a little bit of it. Here it is. And also, by the way, Mariah Carey already did one of these, so I'm sure that was part of their discussion as well. I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course I have all my magazine covers covering my walls. I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course I have my mannequin with my custom measurements in my glam room. I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course I have my beauty campaigns on loop on a big TV wall. I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course I have 3D models, my brain and my plane in my office. I'm Kim Kardashian. Oh, of course I have a tanning bed. I'm sorry, bag. man. I am sorry. <laughs> and a red light. I, this is. I honestly. This I, is not I know, poking fun. I this know is. it's a trend, and I and I get why she's doing it, but for some reason, Mariah's. No, I can tell you why. Funnier. I can I, tell you. No, no. I can tell you why. Mariah Carey poked fun at herself. Like, this is this Mariah's. This is braggadocious. I mean, Mariah's hysterical. Right. Mariah was Mariah's poking just fun at funny. herself. Right. This is. Of course, I'm this famous. Of course, I'm this rich. It doesn't land. Yeah. It doesn't land. It doesn't land like the jet she owns lands. It doesn't <laughs> land. Uh, yes, I'm sure they could have discussed that. You know what they also could have discussed? Tell me. Oh, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. They oh, have. Yeah. I totally forgot about this. That they way both, back in the day. Kim dated Nick Kim Cannon. Kim and Nick dated. And of course, Nick is, you know, Mariah's ex. And since father it, of her. And since much, much of the country is now freezing with ice and such, mm -hmm. you call it what? What? I just, I'm not going to... Go es ahead. Well, it starts with Eskimo. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sadie from Boise, Idaho. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the Kim Kardashian video. I think it's really cute, to be honest. Uh, I would like an office like that. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. And you'd like a jet like <laughs> that, too. Right. The visual is a little over the top. I just can't believe she has that in her residence. But I love it. I think it's a very smart business move. She's a very savvy businesswoman. So she knows what she's doing. And I think that it's funny. I really do. And Mariah Carey's as well. I didn't know that they were friends and hung out. I didn't either. So. I didn't either. Guess Social what? Media. Guess, hey. who, guess who was at the next table? Uh-huh. Uh, check out this video sitting right next to them 
unrelated, not there to hang with them, was Doja Cat uh, with her own dinner party there. And she they just announced she's headlining Coachella? Yes, it's been... Um, some good stuff has happened this week for uh, Doja Cat, but right now we're gonna tell you about something. We should just say before, um, they didn't interact. Yeah, no interaction between them, just a coincidence that happens when you're in Malibu <laughs> that you could have two huge stars, three huge stars sitting right next to each other just by chance. Right. So uh, here is the other thing that has happened for Doja Cat this week, which is very troubling. Her mother revealed, or at least her mother is alleging, that Doja's older brother has been verbally and physically abusive to Doja and the mom. So uh, their mother filed for a restraining order, and actually she was granted a restraining order against the brother in the documents uh, that we obtained yesterday. She said that uh, the brother, who is 30 years old, has been uh, has knocked out teeth, knocked out Doja's teeth, um, and that he has been uh, harassing her and verbally abusive, said that he has done the same to her. The judge granted the mom a restraining order. Um, now, what the mother was requesting is that Doja be uh, included in that restraining order. The judge uh, did not do that. You know, said, I, you know why I think the judge didn't do it? Because Doja is an adult, hear, and right. this is not like you're doing it to... She's 28. So, right, I mean, she's yeah. got her own life, and Doja could presumably go into court and presumably get the same restraining order. I just don't think it cover, the umbrella yeah. covers that. Harvey, that's exactly right. So when you go in for, you see it all the time, right, where there's an abusive husband or whatever it is, and the wife goes in for herself and the children living in the household. That, that's not the case when you have an adult child like Doja Cat, who's obviously clearly, clearly capable of speaking for herself. And if she wants to come forward, she easily can. But the judge isn't going to make the assumption that she does. Hi, I'm Audrey Alexander, and I'm in Orlando, Florida. Abuse of any kind is never okay. However, when we realize that the pain is the power that propels us into our destiny, then we have the ability to raise the vibrational frequency of ourselves through self-love and ultimately affecting humanity. So Doja Cat, keep your head up and still you rise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, in, in the document, she didn't mention when this had happened. There weren't, that detail wasn't there, so. Another thing the judge probably wants to know. Well, I mean, it's it's like you read it, it's alarming. The crisis at the, our border in Texas, uh, all along the southern border, is just astronomical. The numbers. Gosh, look at um, look at that picture. An incredible humanitarian crisis. Um, that you know, a lot of as you've been you've been watching the news for the last few months, there are a lot of reporters. We're down there covering this, um, but Matt Finn, uh, who works for Fox, um, discovered there's something else that's going on down there, and that is, uh, you know, as I think about it, happens anytime we have a humanitarian crisis, because the reality is that no matter what situation, what dire straits humans are in, they usually still have their pets. And there are now hundreds, um, if not more, of stray animals, stray dogs along the border. Because they take them up to the border and the animals don't get through. They're not allowed to go to the federal uh, centers That's for right. the people who actually get through. Uh, and so these dogs are left behind. And Matt has actually gotten involved in this just by nature of himself and his crew being down there. And he's joining us now uh, from Texas. Uh, Matt Finn, welcome back to TMZ Live. Hey, Matt. Hey, thank you for having me. So why don't you describe the scope of this? Because I remember, you know, over the last few months, I've seen pictures of people kind of marching toward 
uh, the border and you see they them have carrying the animals, they don't get through. So explain what you're seeing. Well, you know, obviously the humanitarian crisis comes first here. But when we're working throughout the day here, there are all these dogs coming up to us. Uh, some of them are extremely malnourished. You could see their bones. Uh, you know, one of them that we tre uh, got treated last year was missing an eyeball. And so mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. It's hard to kind of just go back to the creature comforts of our hotel here, knowing that these dogs are left at the border. They need medical care. They need food. They need attention. Um, so. Over the past year and a half, almost two years now, my Fox producer, Madeline Percy and I, we bring them dog food, we bring them treats, we bring them our leftovers. Uh, and then last year, um, I put out a tweet saying, hey, does anybody want to come and rescue some of these dogs? I would love to take some of these dogs home, but I personally just travel too much. Uh, and it turns out that um, a couple of people responded and we ended up getting, I think, at least five dogs placed last year in the state of Florida. Uh, and then last year, my producer and I, we ended up wrangling two of these dogs putting them in the back of our uh, work SUV uh, at the end of the day and brought them over to a vet. And the vet uh, graciously gave some of those dogs uh, care pro bono. You know, he gave them the flea and tick medicine. And we left that with the National Guard. And these guardsmen here are very considerate. In fact, these some of these dogs kind of become their friends. Uh, and so uh, yesterday um, we were about to do a live hit and we saw a pack of about eight to 10 dogs. And I'd never seen such a large pack. And you could tell the ages range from, you know, perhaps a mature dog all the way down to a puppy. That's the video that I posted. And, you know, once again, when we have a break or after our workday, we go and get them some treats. We, we feed them as much as we can. Sometimes we go to a pet store or hardware store and get them some tablets for flea and tick because some of them are itching awfully. You could see oh, their bones ugh. in some of that video. God. So just absolutely heartbreaking. And, you know, we're not quite sure exactly where they come from. We see some of them dipping across from Mexico into the United States. We are told, um, you know, by agencies here that migrants do arrive with their dogs and they are not allowed to bring them into processing. So we assume that some of these dogs absolutely are, you know, left behind by migrants. And, you know, some of these dogs are so friendly. I mean, I'm doing live reports and they come right up to your leg. They brush up against your leg. They're, they're looking for that human touch. And so, look, I'm not the only one who's done this. Actually, my friend and correspondent, Bill Malusian, really kind of spearheaded this. His family came down from, came down from Orange County and rescued two of these dogs. They live in California right now. Um, and there are other reporters and other um, agencies who have kind of pitched in on, on this effort. So I don't want to take all the credit. Yeah, that's great. You're Matt, it's so. great that everyone, yourself included, uh, is doing that. Um, but just to illustrate how long this has been going on, I know there was a, you recently encountered a dog that you saw at some point last year. And yes. that the dog is still there. I mean, tell us about that particular dog. And... Did they seem healthier? Are they in the same condition? So last year, my Fox producer, Madeline Percy and I, we got two dogs to the vet. And that was quite an effort because these dogs were scared. They didn't really want to be touched. And over the course of about a day or two, we finally got them to become comfortable enough where we could pick them up, put them in the car and take them to the vet. We got them, you know, flea and tick medicines that the veterinary's office here was so gracious, did a lot of um, uh, treatment pro bono. Well, just yesterday, I'm doing some of my live reports and that very dog comes up to us. I have to say, his demeanor was different. He was more friendly. He was not as skittish. His his um, coats looked healthy. He was not scratching. So we hope that maybe perhaps some of that flea and tick medicine that he got last year, um, you know, improved his health. And he's much more friendlier now. So it was full a full circle moment. I never I thought we may never see that dog again. You know what, Matt? It just occurred to me as you're talking about this, and I can hear how much uh, passion you and others down there have for for this situation. I've got to imagine that it helps your mental health. You're watching the humanitarian crisis, which is so 
uh, overwhelming. You know, overwhelming, and there's nothing that you personally can do about that, yet you can do something here, and maybe at the end of the day, this makes you feel like, all right, I've done something to help what's going on here. You know, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. And I'll tell you what, the National Guard, who's right behind me right now, they do a great job giving these dogs water, taking care of them, giving them shade. A lot of the dogs sit under um, their trucks. And so I think the dogs also bring comfort and um, some friendship to these guardsmen who are down here around the clock. Uh, and in fact, one of the vets told us, hey, you know, when we're done treating these dogs, return them to those guardsmen because you know, those guardsmen are, are taking care of them and are giving them food and water. So it, it doesn't just bring us reporters comfort, but it brings a lot of the troops down here who, who are stationed, yeah. uh, you know, away from their friends and family. I got to say, I'm so impressed yeah. with what you're doing. Honestly, I'm so really impressed. Good, and, you know, it's just been such a tragic, impossible situation to be able to even talk to you about something uplifting that you and your crew are doing. Um, yeah, kudos thank to you, you and all the thank reporters and, and producers who yep. are... Pitching in down To there. Bill and your producer and everybody else, thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. I, I don't deserve any thanks, but thank you. You do deserve you do. thanks, and I'm going to yeah. disagree with you on that. <laughs> thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. It, wow. Such a hopeless situation down there, and if there's one little thing you can do. Good on him. What a yeah. good thing he, what a good guy. Yeah. Honestly. Okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, Oprah gets called out by Jillian Michaels. You know that Oprah recently said that she is using medications for her uh, to help with weight loss. Well, Jillian Michaels has a big issue with this. And it's not just about the weight loss. It has to do with money. Lots of it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Something that we very rarely get to say. Uh, someone going directly after Oprah, calling her out. You just don't hear it, but I think, not I think, I know based on when Jillian Michaels has been on our show talking about Ozempic and other weight loss drugs, that's how passionate Jillian feels about her opposition to these drugs. She does not like it. She's not on the train that is roaring down the track. Yeah. Uh, so she, in a recent interview, well, said... We, we should say Oprah has now acknowledged that, that she using... was taking an, a weight loss drug. She didn't say Ozempic, but it's clearly one of those. Right. Something like it if it's not Ozempic. So uh, Jillian was, talk, was asked about, you know, she's a fitness uh, guru, and she was asked about the, um, you know, how popular these drugs like Ozempic have become. And she said... Oprah has a financial incentive with Ozempic. Oprah, I believe, is one of the biggest shareholders of Weight Watchers, and Weight Watchers is now in the Ozempic business. I believe Weight Watchers bought a company that provides access to these drugs. Now there is a financial interest in these drugs. I think it's important to put that out there right off the bat. So I want to say something about this. If that is indeed true, and my understanding is Weight Watchers does have a subsidiary that does yes. allow you to get sure. a drug like Ozempic, um, that, yeah, there might be a financial incentive there. That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It doesn't now, mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's bad that Oprah is taking them and encouraging them. She's, she's insinuating that's the motivation behind it. But I them. do get her point that you would want to know that, right? I mean, 
if like Oprah maybe should disclose that if that's the case. So here's the thing. People that have been following along, because all this stuff is public, what Jillian Michaels is just pointing out public knowledge. So first of all, it is in fact true. Weight Watchers purchased this like digital health platform. It's called Sequence. March 2023, press releases came out. A bunch of like economic blogs picked it up. It was kind of quiet. But yeah, that happened. They bought that company, and what that company is known for is kind of dabbling in the weight, uh, the weight loss management. And apparently, you can like get prescribed Ozempic through this sequence app or whatever it is. So Weight Watchers owns that now. So yes, like on its face, it is in fact true. Oprah technically does have a financial stake in this. She owns 10% of Weight Watchers. Now Weight Watchers owns something having to do with Ozempic. So yes, there is a, a tie there. She's not wrong about that, but what she's, the insinuation is, oh, this is why Oprah's doing this about face. Because remember, Oprah was very anti-Ozempic yeah. for a while and then did an about face saying, actually, I kind of embraced it. So the insinuation is, this is why Oprah did that, because of money. We don't know that to be true whatsoever, but she's just pointing out facts that there is in fact a financial yeah. tie. And and, but what, but but what, Fabian, what you're saying, I think, is, a, is certainly a valid point that she was. It's not just that, yeah, she has a financial interest. Is she was so against it, right. and then did, as Fabian said, in about. And face. I think that's why she's making that leap. Is it yeah. a little unfair? Perhaps. Maybe maybe money is involved. I don't know. In any case, it's interesting. And and Jillian's larger point that. If you watch the full interview, she says this is a, quote, easy way out. And look, I'll yeah, just, I'll just be frank. It is. The Ozempic thing, I know everyone's on it. It's all the rage. It's an easy way out. And it's cheap. And it's a cop-out. And it's just like, it's weak sauce. But like That's all I really also, have to say about it. But you do also have to, and by the way, Jillian was here on the show and voiced a lot of that, uh, those opinions about Ozempic. And she came with some data, you know, that there are risks involved in long-term use of it. There, there are risks involved in lots involved of- Involved in long-term use of it. My, I know, my, my thing, I know. No, my thing, well, I'm gonna, I, I, I wanna just say it. Right. It's true. There are risks associated with Ozempic. They talk about it, and we don't know the long-term effects of it. What we also do know is that one of the leading killers in this country is obesity. And that's gotta get corrected for the sake of all of us. And, you know, if Ozempic allows you to lose weight, you have to do more than that, but at least it puts you on a path to health. And that's, you know, you've got to weigh that against second. the risk. Wait a second. What? Did you invest in Ozempic? No. Huh? Did no. you invest in it? No. No pun intended on the way that, right? You got to weigh that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there no was pun no intended. pun intended, but I'm just Look, a funny I, guy. I, and I, and I... <laughs> My name is Malik Kashaw from New York City. And you know, Jillian says she thinks, she says she believes, but she doesn't know. But what we do know is that big, small, and everything in between, weight loss and weight management has always been a part of the Oprah brand. Remember when she wheeled all that fat onto her stage yeah. show yep, years yep, ago? Yep. So, yeah. So, I don't know why she's mad. It's, it's, a, it's part of the Oprah is weight. It's synonymous, yeah. You know, there's been a sea change on something. I, I don't know whether it was a year ago or two years ago. You couldn't even talk about obesity. It was not considered, the, you know, right. sensitive. Mm -hmm. Thank God we're, you know, that more people are actually addressing it. And I think Ozempic opened that door. And that's a good thing. Right. Okay. We're I just on. think nobody... Mr. Getting up and going to three gyms before six o'clock in the morning wants to hear I'm not from you, saying you have talking to about do it. that. I'm nuts. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to be nuts like me. Okay, we are Thank gonna God. move on. Yes, uh, to Olivia Jade, who, <laughs> whether inadvertently or advertently, uh, threw some shade at her mom and her dad uh, in one of her YouTube blogs. You know that she, Olivia is extremely popular on YouTube. 
She does a vlog, and the latest one was about decorating her kitchen, and she kind of, I don't know, I can't decide if she did this on purpose. I think she did it on I purpose. I think she did it on purpose, but here is the crack that she made at her mom and dad's expense. Sorry for the mess that's behind me. The kitchen needs a clean. This is just real. I'm so excited, you guys. I finally ordered wallpaper for the kitchen so it's not gonna feel so sterile. It's not gonna feel like a prison. Save the jokes. Don't wanna hear it. I set you up and I don't want you to tee off, okay? So my question is to anyone who's upset with this, is it too soon? The college admissions scandal was five years ago. It's about time that Olivia Jade lean into this a little bit, maybe make some jokes at her expense, her parents' expense. There's nothing the matter with this. You can't say she should do it at her parents' expense. They went to prison for her. I know that. Okay. Went, they Listen, went so, when you're when you're in the content creator game, done plenty you for need her. content. She knows what she she knows what she's doing. She's leaning into it, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if moving forward she starts making more jokes about it. And as long because as she, she told, knows it will drum and up. And as long as she got approval from her parents, told her parents that she's nah. doing it, then I'm fine with nah. it. But if you didn't, here's the thing. That's messed up. Lori and her husband should get with the game here because if you look at Martha Stewart, even you know Martha Stewart hates the notion because I we did an episode with her of objectified hates everything about having gone to prison. But the fact is- Doesn't want to be called the next con. It made her more popular. It made her cooler. It just did. And look, people make mistakes. Uh, Felicity right. Huffman has said- She made still, mistakes. She Felicity said, I don't I, think it's a mistake. I agree. Look, they, they did what they did. They, they, you know, they did the crime. They did the time. Great, they've paid their debt to society, go forward. But it's up to them to decide if nah, they lean the, into it or not. Nah, the, what, the, what? the kids can do it. I mean, <laughs> they should laugh at it too, honestly. Well, here's a site I think we're gonna be seeing quite a bit over the next few weeks. Uh, Prince William and his entourage, the motorcade leaving the hospital where Kate Middleton had this scheduled surgery and for some reason will now be hospitalized for months. two more weeks. No, 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 no. Well, hospitalized yes. for two weeks and, and out of action for months. months. They say it is not cancer, but what is it? There has got to be something really serious here because people don't stay in the hospital for two weeks unless it is. So we got pictures of him leaving the hospital. Of him leaving the hospital. He's going to be there, my guess is every day, right? And Kensington Palace didn't provide any updates on her current condition. However, you know, if she did get a very invasive surgery in her abdominal area, those deep incisions do take about two weeks to heal. And then on top of that, four to eight weeks after, doctors typically recommend not to do any movement involving your ab muscles, which could mean walking, sitting up from a lying down position. So it seems like she's going to need a lot of help for being on bed rest for a significant amount of time. And like you said, William's the first to see leaving the London Clinic. We will probably see the children at some point it's going to be interesting to see if Harry and Meghan say anything yeah. or, or send anything so if what Nikki said is really what happened here that they had to go in and that it had to repair itself and you have to be on bed rest for a time after you get out of the hospital that's one thing but she had dates of events that she had to cover that they've had to cancel if she knew this was going to be that long of a recovery, that take they that never long. would have had those so dates. So that adds up to they had a scheduled thing and then something, something. went wrong or, or something changed. Something happened. We yeah. don't know. Right. But what's interesting is William now is canceling everything because he's got to be with the he's kids. Be with the kids, right. And also support her. Charles is going to the hospital for an enlarged prostate. So really, it's Camilla Camilla's who's going to have to do all of the royal duties 
for what could be months. Hey, uh, this is Ryan Wood from the DMV, artist Ryan Wood on X. And yeah, this is kind of um, sketchy. I was thinking it might be like some type of hernia um, like that she had to get fixed. But what you were saying, like as far as it being mysterious, you know, they try to keep it as mysterious as possible in the uh, in the royal family. So it could be anything. But I hope she does recover soon and everything. Yeah, yeah. we do too. I've had hernia surgery. That's not that's not the kind of recovery it is. Yeah, it's it, interesting that Queen Camilla is now left holding the bag. The woman who, you know, what, 20 years ago, nobody wanted right. to be queen. That all got turned around. <laughs> you yes. gotta watch The Crown, dude. Yeah. Uh, yes, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, it's that time of the week. Yes, your favorite time. Tim is here with his rejects. What's going on? Yeah, and uh, some <laughs> decent applause. All right, so. It's cold and snowy in parts of the country, so yes. if you want to play outdoor basketball, you have to get a little creative here. So uh, this guy, uh, he puts on the skates. Oh gosh! Uh, Wait! He, whoa! 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 So whoa! He builds, a, he builds a little jump, and he gets on the hockey skates, and he goes on the ramp, and he. If uh, both of us tried it, who would end up in the hospital first? We would both be there. Well, whoever who went first. Whoever, whoever went yeah, first. Whoever went first. So. That's the answer. <laughs> right. Okay. Next. <laughs> All right, so uh, staying on the winter theme, um, it can also get uh, ice over ponds and rivers, of course, right, when it gets cold. Sure. So if you want to slide across the ice, you got to be careful. So uh, this woman here is uh, having a little fun sliding She's across the... Problem. Right there, and it... Uh, Looks good. Uh, Let's it, go! <laughs> the person recording could have told her, like, no, stop! <laughs> I don't think they wanted to. They wanted okay, to make a video. Okay, last one. All right, one. so I show you parkour videos from time to time. This oh might be the most... Insane video of them all. Do not try this at home, but this guy is going from building to building. This is insane. With what? flipping okay. in midair okay, over that the gap. is just so, nuts. Yeah. One, two, three, oh my God. Yes. Okay. I don't even want to see that again. Very impressive, it's, nonetheless. It's actually stomach churning to watch um, that. Like. But there you go. So if you guys want to try this, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, but, uh, nobody try this. Right. Okay. Yeah, don't Thank do that. Thank you, Tim. A little uh, weak there. Yeah, they, they weren't impressed. No? They weren't impressed. Yeah, the parkour thing <laughs> turned them off. Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman are absolutely desperate to sell their home. We know this based on, well, their financial situation and that this is their biggest asset. I, who knows how we much? We don't know they, how much their mortgage. Yeah, we, but, who knows how much they'll make on it, but whatever they're gonna make, they need it. So they asked a lot of money. They wanted six million at the beginning and they just keep dropping the price because no, there are no takers. They are slicing and dicing, and now they've cut the price by another million dollars. Wow. Right, so now it's listed for 4.5 million. Uh, last month they had dropped it to 5.5. Five. Let's not forget though, guys, whoever gets this might be holding out. Like someone might have their eye on it, but they might be holding out. We talked about this in the TV show this morning and the fact that, listen, it's listed really high. People know that they're struggling financially, so if no one scoops it up, they're gonna keep dropping it until they get a buyer. You have to remember Kim and Corey bought this house uh, back in 2012 for only $800,000. Well, the problem too is the longer it sits in the market, the more it becomes a white elephant. Mm -hmm. And, um, and well, Brendan, what I don't understand is, okay, let's say they sell the house. What's their next move? No one really knows. Isn't the first thing they gotta figure out is, are they staying together or are they getting divorced? Right, I mean, we don't know any of this, do yeah. we? I don't think they know. <laughs> I don't think, together you know what? I don't think they know either. I'm Sharon, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Um, the housing market is tough right now, especially when you're a reality star. Because you go from being a regular person to a regular person stuck with a mansion. So my best advice, 
uh, Airbnb or get like 30 roommates. That's oh, what gosh. regular people <laughs> oh, do. And that's, a, and that's the whole roommates. other show. By the way, um, it doesn't help them that mortgage rates went sky high, even though they're coming right. down some, it's, they're still high. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hey, it's Ian from Canada. Uh, I think every Richard Simmons has every right to be skeptical about the biopic. And perhaps the best way to move forward is to make sure they do it well, to make perhaps make his new message re resonate with a new generation and to make sure they don't do the man dirty like sometimes it gets done that way, right? And maybe he'll join the fold after. I don't think that Paulie would intentionally do him dirty. I, I no, believe I don't Paulie, either. like he, yeah, no, has, he has genuine good intention for He has Richard. totally good intentions. Uh, one more. Hi, uh, it's Roy from Rancho Cucamonga. We're talking about Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West apologized for making his uh, anti-Semitic uh, comments. I think that's a huge step, but in typical Kanye fashion, he went on a 40-minute rant. I'm always rooting for Kanye because I'm from Chicago. I'm a big hip-hop head, so at least it's a step in the right direction, man. I hope Kanye got the people in his corner giving uh, the right the right information. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Do you think it's sincere? <sighs> I would say, I don't know. I hope it's sincere. I, I truly do. I hope it's sincere because Kanye's been, this last couple of years, been heck for him. So yeah, that's for sure. We'll have to wait and see. The cast of Vanderpump Rules had their big premiere last night at the Hollywood Palladium, premiere for the new season. That's a big venue. Yeah, well, it's a big show. I guess the question is, will it remain as big now that the Scandaval is all said and done? Well, and where's and Rachel? Rachel? And Rachel's not. She's gone. On, so. Not gone. But Rachel was there sort of in spirit last <laughs> night because uh, Tom was behind bar and he was slinging some drinks, but people noticed what was around his neck, that lightning bolt pendant. That was the one that Rachel was also wearing and sort of a thing between them that nobody knew at the time. We should say, as far as we know, there is no connection anymore. There's no right. back and forth between the two of them. Right. But, God, do you think this is an olive branch? It's like, I'll do anything. Please come back on the show. We need you. Mm, <laughs> or it's just something he picked up and was like, oh, I'll put this on. Or, or that. Or that. to get people talking I think about that's it. probably more likely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we will see you tomorrow.